Welcome to the Leader Think Podcast, where we discuss personal growth and concepts for improving organizational culture. This is your host, Philip Grison. As you increase your wisdom, I hope you enlighten others on your path towards greatness. If you want to go further, head over to leaderthink.com. John Maxwell says that leadership is influence, nothing more. I get what he means by that. We don't really have much control over what other people do. Even with strict accountability and dire consequences, people still have a choice to behave the way they want to behave. But we do have the power of influence, and we are always using it, even when we are unaware of it. Just like being a parent, we are always teaching our kids something, even when we aren't consciously trying to. We influence everyone around us by how we behave, how we talk, how we handle things. We are always influencing. Leadership is about being conscious about your influence. It is about being intentional and self-aware with that influence. Leadership is influence, nothing more, but there is a lot that goes into being conscious and intentional with your influence. Now, safety leadership is a little different. There are two main types of influence we engage in safety performance, the external influences on behavior and the internal influences on behavior. Both must be studied, engaged, and given intentional effort for well-rounded safety culture. The external tends to be the trigger. External influences trigger thoughts. Thoughts trigger feelings and then result in behaviors. The external influences are the circumstances in the behavior model. Some circumstances are out of the control of the worker and may need management support to improve them. Issues like not having the right equipment or PPE, Production pressures, goal conflicts within client-contractor relationships. All of those things are the types of influence that are external to the worker. We put them in that position. They didn't put themselves in that position. We did it when we hired them. Those issues influence how the worker thinks about safety and production and the true values of the organization. They are triggers, circumstances that trigger thoughts. The other form of influence is internal. In this method, we influence people to become better than who they currently are. We influence people to grow, to challenge their deeply ingrained belief systems that may not be serving them well. For example, When a foreman tells us his workforce is not engaged in the safety effort, we can influence him to see that that behavior actually makes sense to the workers, even though it may not make sense to the foreman. We can influence management to increase their awareness of why employees do what they do, instead of blaming all the mishaps on employee overconfidence or the workers' can-do attitude. We can influence them to see how their words and messaging contributed to why the workers behave that way. 
and believe that they're actually pleasing management in the process. When you focus on external forms of influence, you are focusing on what is outside of the worker or the person. You are focusing on what triggers the worker or the supervisor. When you focus on internal forms of influence, you are focusing on transforming the person from the inside, not the world that is outside of them. Because of this, focusing on internal influence lasts longer. When you place the person on another job or in another department or another assembly line, they are still transformed. When you address the world outside the person, it can be short-lived because the world is always changing. The job site changes, the state of the project changes, or the work methods in the plant are always changing. The external influences are more transactional versus transformational. The transaction may be if you get the proper equipment that you need. Then we expect you to perform the work according to the rules. Or if we resolve this issue with the client, we expect you to comply with our safety policy. Or some sort of if-when type scenario. When we deal with those transactional influences on behavior, like not having the right equipment or enough PPE or giving them some new training to satisfy the client or the government, none of those things last. They are problems we fix, but as soon as we fix them, two more come up in their place. There is always some new form of equipment we need, some new form of PPE or quantity of PPE, or some new training required to satisfy a new OSHA regulation. Dealing with the external influences on behavior in our culture is more transactional and short-lived. Dealing with the internal influences on behavior is long-lasting and transformational. The internal influences are more relational. They are inside the person. Their belief in how much their direct boss wants them to focus on production versus safety, the way they are held accountable, their feelings on how much their internal knowledge of the job is engaged and valued, or whether or not the company president knows their name and their struggles, those are examples of internal influence on behavior. Both have to be engaged. Both are part of a whole that make up the overall safety culture. And then there's the emotional component. The external influences on behavior tend to be a lot less emotional. You can address a system issue like not having the proper equipment without engaging much emotion. The worker may express emotion like frustration that they don't have the right equipment or PPE. But often, you can easily remedy that by providing more. It doesn't take a lot of emotion to call up a supplier and place an order. The internal influences on behavior always require engaging emotion. Identifying strengths, sharing your failures with others so they develop more confidence when they fail, praising the worker in front of their family members, coaching them in the behavior model, All of that requires engaging emotion, both yours 
and theirs. Organizations often fail to address the internal influences on behavior. It's really not surprising. A lot of people seem to want to avoid deep emotion. It's easier to fix an external issue and barely engage any emotion at all. But to address accountability for personal growth, to show them how by doing it yourself first, to coach someone, that always requires engaging emotion, and it's messy. A company may address a system issue like lack of PPE or the proper type of fall protection for the work, but totally skip the part where upper management is perceived as disengaged from the workforce. I see this story on repeat so often in our culture assessment work. We uncover the thoughts of the worker. They tell us how they struggle getting PPE and how they wish management would come out of the field and talk to them to learn their struggles, to see what they're up against. Then management becomes aware of these issues, and most often they address the availability of PPE and equipment repair issues or easy external things like that. But they totally skip the engagement with the workforce piece or the deep, sincere, positive feedback component or the accountability for effective leadership traits. Typically, the external influences receive the most attention. Sometimes they won't even touch the internal influences on behavior. There seems to be more fear associated with addressing internal influence, fear of engaging the worker, fear of putting yourself out there in front of an audience, fear that engaging emotion could be perceived as weakness, the emotion of fear often triggers the behavior of not engaging the internal influences on behavior. The external influences are easier to address because you can do it without engaging your emotion. To engage internal influences of people, their thoughts and feelings that influence their behaviors, you not only have to engage their emotions, you have to engage your own in the process. You can't feel for someone without feeling yourself. You can't influence someone to believe you truly care about them without engaging your own emotion of caring. You can't influence people to see the bigger picture without sympathizing with the struggles that they face. To address internal influences on behavior, you have to get all up in people's feelings and your own feelings. Most often, the main reason people aren't willing to do that is the misinterpretation that engaging feelings will be perceived as weakness. But it's not. It's a sign of strength. It's the wisdom of knowing where emotion is placed in the behavior model. It's studying the science of behavior and what influences it. Engaging feelings is actually a strength. It's intelligence and wisdom all rolled up into one. I've met many superintendents who seem to believe that displaying emotion is a sign of weakness, that strength is never smiling, never laughing, never crying, and keeping that tight-lipped, stoic look on their face. 
It all is a behavior that comes from a thought that showing feelings will be perceived as weak. The emotion is fear. Fear that showing your heart to the world will be perceived as weakness. Think about an alternative perspective from the worker for a minute. Many workers perceive the lack of management engagement is actually weakness, not strength. When the worker perceives that management will not come out to the field to engage with them, they don't perceive that management's lack of engagement is due to their strong personality. They perceive that management doesn't do that because they cower in their offices or their pickup trucks. The workers often perceive management's lack of engagement as weakness, not strength. When the worker is fatigued, working long shifts through the week, and then again on the weekend, some of them, not all, but a lot of them, desire more time at home with their families. When management tells them that they have to work on Saturday at the last minute on a Friday, the worker does not perceive that as strength. They perceive it as a weakness, a weakness of not engaging with the personal things affected by the change, a weakness of not caring about the family responsibilities of the worker the kids' baseball game that they were promising to attend for the past month, the lack of learning the names of the worker's spouse and children, the lack of learning about their personal lives and how work schedules affect those personal issues is not perceived by the workforce's strength. It's perceived as a cowardly weakness. It's ironic how some people label these internal influences on behavior as soft skills. I remember hearing Christian Simpson, this popular coaching expert in the UK, address that very issue as a total misinterpretation of the truth. These are not soft skills, he said. These are the most robust skills a person could ever learn. Isn't he right, though? To address a system issue like lack of PPE? How easy is that? All we have to do is get out the credit card and buy some more stuff. But to get all up in someone's emotions? To learn to pull on heartstrings? Now that is a heck of a lot harder. But so much more fruitful. So much more influential so much more transformational to the individual and the organization. And here's another thing. The internal influence is more natural, but ironically requires more work. By natural, I mean our natural purpose on this planet. Our natural purpose is to grow to improve, to learn, to become more aware, to help, to serve, to be an example of what is possible, to be an example of the very purpose of our lives. That is actually natural. 
It's ironic because birth, life, and death occur naturally all around us without our need as an individual to make it happen. It has, does, and will happen over and over again without any effort at all from us. But to live our own purposeful life, that requires a heck of a lot of continuous hard work. But still, it is the natural purpose of our time on this earth. That's the emotional component and why most culture change efforts fail. The external influence is easier to manage without emotion. You can identify equipment availability without engaging much emotion. But to influence yourself or another worker or a supervisor, you always have to engage emotion. To influence an entire culture, you can't have one without the other. You have to engage the external and the internal influences on behavior if you really want an intentional, high-performing safety culture. You can skip the emotional component if you want, as long as you're good with being mediocre. Here's another thing. When we engage the internal influences on behavior, the emotions, we need to be aware that they can also influence us. The emotions of others can trigger our emotions. We need to recognize this when it occurs because it's natural to occur. It is natural for our own limbic brains to be triggered by the emotions of others and then react in a way that wants to run or defend against it. What I mean by this is that our automatic state is to make excuses of why the circumstance exists or to defend the policies of the organization, or to just tell the worker that we're engaging that they should see it differently. But that doesn't help influence them. Instead, we need to sympathize with their emotions. We need to sympathize with them to truly engage them. We need to first gain understanding of their emotions, their internal influences on behavior, and why their view makes sense to them before they will ever open up a doorway for us to come inside. Only then can we try to influence them to better understand how to grow themselves from the inside out. There are two ways we are already influencing them when we take this approach. The first is by gaining their permission. The second is by being an example of what is possible for them to achieve and what we would like them to do. When we sympathize with them, we show them that we respect them. We truly care about them as a fellow coworker in this organizational world that we both live in. And by sympathizing with them, we're starting to gain their permission to engage them at a deeper level. When we purposely move away from our limbic reactive brain and toward our slow contemplative prefrontal, we model what we want to occur in them. We teach them by showing them. We are already doing these two forms of influence by sympathizing with their emotions instead of reacting to them. And this opens up the door to the other internal forms of influence like coaching and praising. 
I want to leave you with a section from the meditations of Marcus Aurelius. How cruel to forbid people to what they think is good for them. And yet that's just what you won't let them do when you get angry at their misbehavior. They're drawn toward what they think is good for them, but it's not good for them. Then show them that. Prove it to them instead of losing your temper. To me, this points to the concept of looking past the at-risk behaviors that we see. To truly accept that most of the time the decisions of the workers make sense to them, even if they're standing on the rails of a scissor lift. When we see violations, they make sense to the worker. They are perceived as good for them in their eyes. How cruel it is for us to judge or become angry at a behavior that is perceived as a good idea in the mind of the worker. They're drawn to the behavior of navigating system-induced errors, even when their behavior is in violation or at risk. Why? Because they got the job done. But it's not good for them. It could kill them, says the safety professional or the manager. Then show them that. Prove it instead of losing your temper. Show them how to come up with a new solution on their own to their own unique problems. Guide them on how to influence their own emotions. Prove it to them by being an example of what you want them to see as possible. Prove it by going to upper management and showing them the struggles and challenges we put the worker in. Help to transform your people and you will see a transformation in your culture. What is good for the worker is actually good for the company, right? And it's good for you, too. When we engage the internal influences on behavior, we create long-lasting transformational change. Have a beautiful day. If you learned something valuable today, please share it with others. For more information, head over to leaderthink.com.